podcasting from Gowanus, Brooklyn, New York. This is the Brooklyn Baritone Podcast. Everyone, thank you for joining me. It's evening. But whenever you choose to join me, morning, afternoon, evening, nighttime, late at night, it doesn't matter. I appreciate the likes, the looks, the listens, but of course, I would appreciate you hitting the subscribe and notification bell on my YouTube channel, Brooklyn Baritone. Of course, do that if you want to, no pressure, though I would like the algorithm to go in my favor. Funny enough, when I come up with some of these topics, it's due from a lot of thinking, a lot of reflecting, but a lot of conversations. And a couple of conversations I've had recently were around this new show. A lot of people are talking about euphoria. Um, one of my close family relatives mentioned that I should talk about that. And one of my coworkers actually brought it up to me um, in casual conversation. And then also other people have talked about it, you know, that I'm, that, that I'm around. But I'm not going to really directly talk about euphoria. I've never really watched it. I never watched it at all, to be honest. And I really don't think I'm going to, though I have seen many snippets, a lot of references to this show. And um, I'm going to talk about certain things regarding euphoria and shows like that. <clears throat> First off, I'm going to start off with all movies really basically came from the birth of motion picture. Motion picture started, uh, I believe the first ones was like late 1800s, 1874, I believe. Um, that's when we had the transition of actual pictures. It was like a set of cameras set up like on a racetrack to capture the motion of a horse. And it had about like, I forgot how much, 24 cameras. I don't remember. And it's like little trip wires, not to trip the horse up, but whenever the horse passed it, it triggered the, um, photo capture of the of the horse or the I'm sorry of the camera so what happened there is like you know 24 cameras that went tripped in all 24 of those cameras and it caught all those frames but of course people like Thomas Edison looked to fast forward and go forward he saw the potential he's one of the people who saw the potential with this and decided to go and make it you know much more effective in capturing actual live what we know today as video motion pictures so basically now going back, a lot of the motion pictures that they had at first was basically, um, capturing regular life. You know, it was like a random street shot. It was people walking around in a garden. It, it was people leaving work, like a mass of people leaving a factory of work. Um, you know, many different, just regular things, but see, you know, this is nothing to us, but you have to remember back then, this is something brand new. This is something brand new. And a lot of people were fascinated. And it's something about that word fascinated. I don't know if I get into it this, this episode. I may go into it another time. But people were definitely fascinated with this new thing. Um, it was, of course, people went to work, went to school, did their thing. But then something else, this thing caught their attention. It's like, oh, I'm able to see something now. 
that I'll probably never get to see in my lifetime. I could see something from Paris. I could see something in New York. I could see people, you know, going for a swim, something like that. So that, that was the gist of basically all of the first set of motion pictures. So now, you know, we fast forward. And of course, when we have something new, like motion pictures, people are going to see the definite um, appeal to it. And they're going to see definitely how this thing could grow and expand and, of course, capitalize on it. How can we further fascinate and capture people? We want to start doing more things. But with this now, um, I really want to kind of focus on what is known as the Motion Picture Production Code of 1930. So basically, this was put together. I'm going to do like a quick just rundown of it. I want to keep it kind of short. And it's basically giving the standards of what these motion pictures are supposed to show because people understood as time progressed. And I'm pretty sure at the birth of these these, these pictures, these movies that we've come to know them now, the influence that these things have on people, the grip that it can easily have and um, how much it can actually be a standard, which we see now today. So it's a rundown. It's um, basically, it's people who recognize their responsibility and is basically setting the moral code and standards. So the general principles, I'm going to run it down real quick. No picture shall be produced that will lower the moral standards of those who see it. Hence, the sympathy of the audience should never be thrown to the side of crime, wrongdoing, evil, or sin. Two, correct standards of life, subject only to the requirements of drama and entertainment, shall be presented. Three, law, natural or human, shall not be ridiculed, nor shall sympathy be created for its violation. That's kind of a far cry from where we are right now. Um, you know, especially again at the beginning part when more people are going to be easily influenced by something like this to capture them, to capture their minds, their attentions, their focus, and also ultimately setting the standards for influencing them for their words, actions, basically character. So, you know, is the particular applications, there's like about 10 of these. Uh, there's the um, applications and I guess sub-applications. I'm only going to go through the quick 10 of these. Crimes against law, you know, um, these shall never be presented in such a way as to throw sympathy with crime against law and justice or to inspire others with a desire for imitation. One movie that I uh, often um, use as, a, as an example, as this very thing, is like, you know, Fast and Furious. You know, people look at the Fast and Furious, yeah, it's over the top and everything, but we're still rooting for Dom and his family, you know, whether it is an inch or a mile, a win is a win. And he's always for family, but these guys are, they're criminals. Remember the first, first Fast and Furious, these guys were robbing freight, um, uh, freighter trucks for goods. You know, back in the day, like you know, the, the TV and VCR combo, they were stealing these things, but we were rooting for them, you know? So that's a good example of that right there. Okay. The second one, um, application is sex, the sanctity of the institution of marriage and the home shall be upheld. Pictures shall not infer that low forms of sex relationship are the accepted or common thing. Three vulgarity, the treatment of low, disgusting and pleasant, though not necessarily evil subjects should always be a subject to the dictates of good taste and a regard for the sensibilities of the audience Four obscenity. 
obscenity in word, gesture, reference, song, joke, or by suggestion, even when likely to be understood only by part of the audience, is forbidden. 5. Profanity. Pointed profanity. This includes the words God, Lord, Jesus, Christ, unless used reverently. Hell, S-O-B, damn, or God, G-A-W-D, or every other profane or vulgar expression, however used, is forbidden. 6. Costume. Complete nudity is never permitted. Undressing scenes should be avoided. Indecent undue exposure is forbidden. Dancing or costume intended to permit undue exposure or indecent movements in the dance are forbidden. 7. Dances. Anything that's suggestive, anything that emphasizes indecent movements or anything or sexual actions or decent passions are forbidden. I'm just rolling through this pretty quick. <clears throat> what am I? I'm looking at the Roman numeral things. Help. Uh, uh, be patient with me. Eight, religion. No film or episode may throw ridicule on any religious faith. Ministers of religion in their character as ministers of religion should not be used as comic characters or as villains. Three, ceremonies of any definite religion should be carefully and respectfully handled. Nine, locations. The treatment of bedrooms must be governed by good taste and delicacy. Ten, national feelings. The use of the flag shall be consistently respectful. The history, institutions, prominent people, and citizenry of other nations shall be represented fairly. Eleven. Titles, salacious, indecent, or obscene titles should not be used. 12. The following subjects must be treated within the careful limits of good taste. That means executions, uh, brutality, branding of people, apparent cruelty to children, sale of women, surgical operations, all those things. Anyways, that's basically the rundown here. So, We've come a long way from that. We've come a very long, long way from that. And how do we get there? Well, of course, you know, this was made with the intent of having the influence and the impact of entertainment and anything that could have been educational as widespread. But unfortunately, the advent of, you know, the further expanse of motion pictures, uh, television, and we had radio, those sort of things actually, you know, crept in and people started to do more. And unfortunately, when people get exposed to something, they have something, um, it becomes normal. And once things become normal, people want to have a new twist to it. They want to add more to keep people coming back. People want to keep coming back for more. And of course, the filmmakers, film producers, or people who later on got into the film industry decided, hey, maybe if we show a little bit of leg hair, or we might show uh, someone getting hit in the head with a hammer. That's going to shock people. People are going to be talking about it. We may get some feathers ruffled, but then you know what? They're going to come back for more. They're going to know I'm going to be the producer known for that. I'm going to be known the writer for that. And then people are going to expose people to that. And guess what? People are going to want more. They're going to find ways around this code. So eventually it was done away with basically. Um, you know, I found it very interesting when I came across, uh, YouTube video and that talked about that and I didn't even I never knew that they had a code and it makes sense because usually when things are started off it could have innocent intentions could have had good intentions at first but of course unfortunately when we lack the control to discipline ourselves you know we now expose ourselves to so much things and here we are 
coming from the very first motion pictures where it was people walking in streets, having fun. Some Olympic games were, were shown in the first motion. It, it was, you know, just regular, decent things going on to now where fast forward, we got people telling me about euphoria, which I understand what it is supposed to be a depiction of a modern teenager. And it's, you know, with a lot of drugs and sex and everything. And unfortunately it kind of is, but at the same time, we're looking at that as something is normalized. It definitely shouldn't be normalized. And for a lot of people, that is not really normal things. And people who are caught up in something like that, who may have any bearing, any kind of reflection to that, they know that is not normal. But we came such a long, long way of what's decent. We see bedroom scenes all the time, hair cursing all the time. It's unfortunately regular thing. People make fun of all types of religions, not even just talking about Christianity. And that's the first one people like to jump on. But as it says, it was looking, this code was looking to keep everything on the square, you know? And unfortunately, the word square became something that was pretty, um, a, a, a degrading term because, you know, you're boring. You know what? Boring is good. Unfortunately, a lot of people find out when they get older, I like boring. I don't need alcohol. I don't need the wild parties. I don't need a wild company and everything like that. I don't need to be doing all types of bugged out stuff. And you learn and all these things kind of, you know, hold you back, drag you down, take your money, take your life energy from you. It's just interesting. I just want to share that with you. I'm going on way longer than I really wanted to go. But um, anyways, it's something to think about. Um, if you wanted to go and, and look it up, you can look up online. Uh, the motion picture uh, production code of 1930, also known as, known as a Hayes code. Anyways, that's all I got for today. If you guys want to check out more of my content, you could go to my website at brooklynbaritone.com. You can check out some merchandise too. Pick some stuff out if you want to. Something there for everybody. You can also check more of my content, my video content on my YouTube channel, Brooklyn Baritone. I'm also on rumble.com, Brooklyn Baritone. I'm also found on LinkedIn under Corey Ashley. You can find me Instagram and on Facebook. The audio versions of these podcasts can be found on Google Podcast, iTunes Podcast, Amazon Music on the Podcast, and other various podcast platforms. I also air on local cable television four times a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 12 a.m. and 2 p.m. on Verizon, Optimum, RCN, and Spectrum. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, thank you guys for listening as well. I appreciate it. Uh, you guys to watch what you watch watch what you listen to be blessed walk good you hear from me next week i'm out